Hafadeguam, I'm Adriana Cotero, and this is The Greater Good. Today we have two representatives with the Salvation Army, CJ Yurkiko, which yes. I spelled phonetically so I could say that right. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and you are PR and development with uh, Salvation coordinator, Army. Coordinator, yes. Or coordinator here. Yes. And then we also have Major Tom Stamba. Stamba. Stamba, yeah. Stamba, okay. Should have spelled that phonetically. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> okay. But um, holidays, big time for Salvation Army. I know you guys have programs all year round, but right now, um, busy, right? It's our busiest time In the time best of the way year. possible. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we ju- you guys just participated in Giving Tuesday with us. Yeah. So maybe we can highlight on that, because I know I saw you there, yes. and it was I loved um, that we were able to talk about kids and the youth getting involved, yes. and that was kind of our whole theme this year. So um, do you want to tell everyone how the Salvation Army participated in Giving Tuesday? Sure. Well, uh, actually, throughout uh, prior to Thanksgiving and leading into it, uh, a lot of the schools around Guam, um, high schools, elementary schools, they all get their teachers together and they put together these uh, big canned food drives, and we've been recipient of those over the last few years. And so Giving Tuesday, we were went to uh, Southern High. We were, uh, I forget all of them now off the top of my head, we went to four different schools on Giving Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. And they all, I mean, the kids all do, do a great job with collecting the food, and the teachers really rally the troops to to get, mm-hmm. get, anyone, get everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the food, when it comes back to our HQ, do we prep it and get it ready for our holiday food boxes, which gives out um, the middle of December coming up here. And then you guys, so you guys haven't distributed yet, right? No, that, we ahead. distribute uh, 15, uh, 17th, 18th, and 19th of December. And uh, we're going to be putting together our holiday food boxes. And so a lot of those canned food items, that are good, they're going to go in there. So mm-hmm. um, it'll help make... You know, Christmas uh, dinners uh, spread the wealth uh, for a lot mm-hmm. of families this year in Guam. And that's why a lot of the youth, whenever I, I it was finna, finna guy, right? Finna Gazin? Finna Yeah, help yeah, me out here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where I had, uh, I saw you and, you know, the kids had all the different canned goods. And I even spoke to a few of them and they just said that they want to make sure people have a warm meal this holiday season. And yep. I don't know, it was so touching, you know, to hear it is, yeah. fourth graders, elementary kids talk. I mean, even just say things like that. It's very, it's very nice, and and that happens uh, during the holiday season. But our food bank is actually open year round. Okay. Uh, we have a client choice food pantry program, which uh, we started a couple of years ago. Major Tom was actually ahead of a lot of people. I visited some Salvation Armies in Hawaii, and they were asking us how to do it. You mm-hmm. know, so it's actually pretty cool because it's like a grocery store. Okay. Where they have a cart. And then uh, it's one of his pet programs. I don't even know why I'm telling. telling <laughs> he loves talking about it more than yeah, I do. Yeah, talk about it. But, but it's year-round that we give this food out. Okay. It's not just over the holidays. It's not just Thanksgiving. That's the one thing that we, you know, we've made it our mission to let people know that we're not just around as a thrift store or during the holidays. But, yeah, touch a little on the client choice. Okay. Because that's, your, that's his favorite. Well, it's, it's a thing where if you're a needy family and you're coming to the Salvation Army for food, um, what we used to do in the past, though our practice was, we would bag up uh, canned food items, and uh, when they would come through the interview process, then we would give them their food to go. Uh-huh. Uh, but then we thought, Let, let's try this up a little bit different, and what it basically does is give a little more dignity and respect to people coming to us for food. So mm-hmm. um, what we do, we had the we had a, a room set up, kind of looks like a little grocery store, if you will. Yeah. And so what, after our families are uh, go through the intake process. Uh, basically, they have a shopping cart and take what works for their families. Um, sometimes uh, some families don't want 
cans of mackerel so they pass on it which is fine mm -hmm. you know and so um we just try to give a little more dignity and respect to people coming and so when you go through the shop it kind of it looks like a little shopping store, like nice. a little, maybe like a store near your house, like a with little no cash store. register. Yeah, no cash. <laughs> register. Did you say when you started it? When did uh, it, start? it was about two years ago. About now. two about years two ago. Years ago. Yeah, wow. yeah. So, uh, and we and clients really feel good about coming. They're like, "Wow, it's just the first time when they see it." It's like, "Wow, I didn't expect this." Like mm -hmm. where they get to fill up the food bag, and it works for their families, and um, they feel a little bit better about coming to us. Now, what about all the donations you receive? I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of people that customers that come in, but what about the amount of people that come and donate? Uh, that sporadically throughout the year we have people groups um, uh, normally this time of year we have a lot more groups step up but throughout the year we do have um, a lot of different organizations that will come across and uh, and, and volunteer and bring some canned food items throughout the year which is really good and anytime we do anytime it gets a little like it during the summer months the summer months if we do a press release uh, a lot of times people would donate either money or canned food to help us purchase what we need or give you know mm -hmm. what we need yeah give so. back. And our and our food bank actually it's it's the in between for for a lot of people who do not qualify for SNAP uh, benefits they come to us for help for mm -hmm. example uh, you know they they just they, they might be making too much but they they have so many people in their family mm -hmm. and they don't qualify that's where they come there's also some manamka that we help and a lot and uh, last January February we helped. Um, federal employees during the, the shutdown, the mm -hmm. partial uh, mm -hmm. government shutdown. So, you know, we, we opened up the food bank for them and, and we were very happy to help them out. And so there's that and also, um, yeah, uh, we we were talking about you two earlier. Yeah, right. right. So, yeah, so what, actually, how I met Major Tom yeah. was back in Saipan the very first time, and it was um, right after the storm had hit, and you guys came up, and there was so much going on. Yeah. But I do recall meeting you yes. and telling the story. Um, but you guys were there instantly with relief, which yeah. I mean, thank you on behalf of the entire community. Yeah, well, CNMI Salvation Army. Um, uh, they were prepared um, the day after the storm hit. They were starting to cook food already. Mm -hmm. And by the time we got there, their soup kitchen uh, that they have in the center of Saipan, I forget the name of the area where our food mm -hmm. soup kitchen is. Right there is. in Gualorai area. Yeah, right? yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, <laughs> those names, you know. We have yeah, I, I got those out, you know, after a year and a half. <laughs> Give me some time here. Give me some time. <laughs> Uh, we had okay. we had cars lined up. It was like a, it was like a drive-through. We would people would come up in their cars and uh, mm -hmm. I we called were, it U two drive-through. Yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah. <laughs> so we went from doing five five hundred meals a day to two thousand mm -hmm. meals yeah. a day. I remember. And then uh, with the help of the uh, the culinary arts school there, that they did another two thousand. So we're doing four thousand meals a day mm -hmm. uh, in Saipan during U two relief. And then uh, as things as the kids started coming back to school, we were able to give the kids. Uh, backpacks with inside it were uh take home ready to eat meals uh, -huh. uh for and that even went that also went to tinian as well so mm -hmm. we spread the wealth out throughout yeah uh, that was the coverage i met you at yeah. um one of the schools there i forget which school it was but yeah. i do recall meeting you there and the yeah. kids were all just so excited we we're like yeah. we have a gift for you for yes. christmas and then mm -hmm. they were just so happy to see even food you yeah. Know, yeah to bring home i was just like, oh. yeah it was, it was a great time and then over here on the guam side uh mm -hmm. after typhoon mancoot uh a lot of like the foods from Triple J and uh, quality distributors, mm -hmm. we uh, use uh, some of that food to feed at, at the Estumbo shelter. Uh -huh. So it's not just 
you know, people coming to us, right. but our emergency disaster service is yeah. also mm-hmm. heading out and feeding people. Yeah, so let's touch yeah. on that, you know, just different businesses and corporations. You mentioned Triple J, so always, um, you know, willing to give back to the community yes, yes. here, especially in times of relief. Mm-hmm. And and quality, uh, I think it's the 17th, 18th year in a row that they make a substantial donation to us of... Um, Luncheon meat and rice. The rice, it's actually spaced so well (laughs) that by the time it starts running out, that's when they're coming in with a new batch of donations. So that stuff helps. I mean, Mm -hmm. we we have a a warehouse to store all of that, and we let it out bit by bit throughout Mm -hmm. the year. Uh, Also, our outreaches uh, with the Guam Homeless Coalition. Um, And, and, uh, you know, we pack some food bags for, for, you know, the homeless Mm -hmm. then. So it's not just the homeless, uh, and, and the food bank is part of Family Services Center, mm-hmm. which also, there's so many things we do. I was going to say, yeah, you guys you have know, so much. Homeless prevention, rehousing, mm-hmm. rapid rehousing, um, temporary housing, six months, right? Six months to... Six, yeah, depending on the case management, maybe yeah. six months. So, so there's actually um, uh, very, very nice landlords there that still keep the rent low enough for for our programs to be able to afford yeah. it for our clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that helps. I mean, you know, when you, when you think about it, being homeless is, it's no, it's no picnic. You know, you, oh. you, first thing you think about is where am I gonna sleep? How am mm-hmm. I gonna shower? How am I gonna, if you're looking for work, those things are just basic, mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about the history of Salvation Army here in Guam in the CNMI. Sure, well, I, it's funny that we talked about disaster services because uh, the Salvation Army came shortly after uh, Typhoon Omar uh, that happened 26 years ago, almost oh. 27, 27, 27, almost 27 yeah. years ago. Now we've been on Guam. 1992. Yeah. 27 then. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a 93 baby and I'm 26. I'm 26. So that's how we can go off of that. Okay. So 27. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, so that's Salvation Army uh, started the work here uh, after that. And, uh, and as we got to know the community and the community know us, we, we found the different needs in the community and niches that the Salvation Army could fill a role in. Throughout the 27 years we've been in, we steadily got into housing. Got Now we, uh, we have the Lighthouse Recovery Center, mm-hmm. um, which is helping uh, men you know, go through treatment. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got an award last year to build a women's treatment center there in Tijin. Uh, so hopefully within the next year or so, oh, okay. uh, we should be breaking ground and building a new facility for women to have oh, wow, a treatment facility that. just for women. Yeah, so um, we're, we're trying to find ways and niche because what we find is that people, whether they're coming from recovery or coming out of homelessness, whatever the situation is, or people just in between paychecks that need a food bag, the Salvation Army is finding creative ways to fill a need throughout the year. And, of course, the holidays present a whole new um, sort of pro- problems for people and uh, mm-hmm. some of the misconceptions for people when they're coming to us for Christmas is they're all homeless or they're not, they're not working but a lot of them uh, are working families mm-hmm. and and if you know cost of living in Guam is is rising mm-hmm. uh, you know just to put food on the table for for working families is tough yeah so imagine that times Christmas gifts and so Salvation Army is there to help fill a need for families to help you know uh, have something for their children on christmas yeah i'm day. sure that's a you know maybe common misconception people don't think that it's actually working families yeah. that are visiting the salvation army yeah i mean you figure if you if you have a minimum wage job and both parents are working um you know the cost like i said rent uh utilities keep going up uh the, the you know the cost of groceries keep rising so the 
a lot of families are making their dollar stretch and so um, trying to figure out how we're going to balance all these things um, and if they have a medical situation you know different different costs throughout the year that hit families present different things so the Salvation Army is there to help with these different programs it's, it's, we call it giving a hand up to families that, yeah. you know and, and individuals that need help also uh, expanding on that our family services center also has rental and utilities assistance for that one you know when they're met with unexpected costs and they qualify we actually help people out stay in their homes yeah. you know so there there's so many things i mean that, mm-hmm. with the light with lrc we're really truly one of the f- one uh, 24 7 365 nonprofit. Mm-hmm. We never close. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the treatment center. And you guys are, I mean, I, from just because I follow Cops and Courts, I know that the, you guys are always full there, so, right? They're always uh, well, saying that they're the, trying to the, wait for a bed. Or the drug problem is yeah. not going away. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's uh, really cool, too, that they're keeping at pace with, uh, you know, Val and the counselors over there, the opiate. Uh, epidemic that's happening in the states is, ha- is starting now, so they actually get additional training for that. So we, we're yeah we're fighting that battle mm-hmm. also. But the women's treatment center, the really cool part that got worked into it was a family area where mothers who probably won't seek treatment for fear of losing their kids mm-hmm. can get visitation with their kids. Oh, so it encourages them to go through recovery. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. This is yeah. The women's center is all new to me. I haven't I haven't heard about that yet. Yeah. Is there? Do you have a name for it? Uh, not yet. Uh, I know that Ms. Val and I are, are thinking of some names to to add to it, but it'll probably just be a lighthouse recovery center. But it'll be for the women's center. And you, uh, what, do you know what day it's opening? Or uh, not yet? No, we haven't even broken oh, ground yet. Oh no. So we're still okay, waiting. So really uh, we're working with our partners at Gura and our architects to find the builders. Um, to 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 build the the program that's the drawings already been rendered it'll be two story program two two story building um, and uh, all modern and it'll be it'll be really nice addition to the Tijin property that we have um, and so uh, yeah we're looking forward to that so hopefully mm-hmm. it'll start coming in soon probably after New Year hopefully we'll start breaking ground for that okay so um, as we are entering the holidays there's also a few other the bell ringing that's yes. coming up right <laughs> yeah you're like yes, yes. <laughs> let's touch on that too um, when it is what it is um, just well, the, for those that don't know yeah this year we're ringing until January 3rd um, and uh, people can I've been getting a lot of signups on social media uh, all you need to provide is uh, your preferred location, date, and time, and we'll try to match it. We'll, we'll have our kettle coordinator call you. Other, also, you can call 477-9818 to sign up. So people can still sign up. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, there's still slots. Um, and and we're calling on not just individuals. We, we get people that ring every year, and it's so nice to see them year the over same year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and even kids you, growing up. Do they tell you why they decide to participate? Or they just made it their family that? tradition, okay. you know, and 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 um, and uh, and it's really great. I mean, and also we get student groups, of course, National Junior Honor Society. They quali- bell ringing qualifies for service hours, you know, so they do that. Um, also, uh, Outrigger, I mentioned Outrigger, they always would, would ring and we're calling on, you know, not just individuals, but also businesses and, and different groups to come out and join the fun. Mm-hmm. It's, it could be very fun, actually. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So what we'd ask groups that take two-hour slots. Okay. Yeah. So if you're a family out there or you, wanna, you have a group, 
a military group or a, you know, a fireman against policemen, whatever you want to do. Uh, groups, uh, you could take a whole eight hours, take two-hour slots, two people, people come to show up and uh, take a whole day uh, mm-hmm. on a weekend. And there's various uh, locations. Right? Yeah, we have, oh. we have a lot I'm of I'm like, they're really all over. And the most popular location in Guam right now is the Mighty Payless. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, have, we have that too. So, yeah. you know, if they want to ring there, you know. We have GPO. We have uh, Kostulas and, and Tamuning and Harmon. Um, we've got Kmart. Micronesia uh, Mall. Micronesia Mall. So there's plenty of spaces for people to come out and find a place to, to give back a couple hours of their time. And, again, all the money raised from the kettle stay on Guam. Um, so it goes to help pay for the, the cost of helping people at Christmas time. Um, and so, uh, uh, it, yeah, so any, all the money raised stays on island. So uh, we encourage people to give and also to give their time mm-hmm. um, and knowing that it's going to go to help families in Guam. Definitely. Okay, and then Toys for Tots too, right? Yes, uh, that's happening next week. Actually, I need you guys to come out and cover. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, now yeah. that you mention it. Yeah, on know. Monday, on Monday. Okay. The Marines are coming, and they usually come, you know, dressed up and, and, and uh, deliver a container full of toys, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I think we've, we started in, in 95. Mm-hmm. It was, it's actually one of our board, member, board members that helped start it. Um, Albert, yeah, and and so um, yeah, uh, we're still uh, looking for volunteers okay. to give out um, to help distribute, okay. and we're also taking signups by appointment. And the phone number for that is four seven seven nine eight one seven for both volunteers mm-hmm. and to sign up for the program. Uh, we we still have space. We still have a lot of. Uh, uh, toys to give out. I, mm-hmm. I spoke to uh, uh, Lieutenant Lazaroff yesterday, and 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 uh, he said they're actually going to exceed last year's collection. Oh, so, really? Yeah, they're okay. doing really I know well. that they had some goals in mind because I had spoken with them on yeah. here actually, but so they're going to. Yeah, exceed I, it. I saw him yesterday, and we ended up talking about it, and 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 he said, yeah, they're actually wow. exceeding it. Their their Saipan uh, uh, collections are also going uh, exceeding their expectations remember that just started last year when we all spoke right. about it yeah. and and you know maybe we should send some toys to Saipan yeah. and now they're doing it in Saipan which is great oh you know? wow yeah that's awesome so yeah I mean we need volunteers that's one of the most fun events for me why you know giving out toys oh, for the, for, for for the, the volunteers yeah, for the volunteers yeah to the families you know the kids don't really get to come because it's still kind of a we, we don't we want the toys to come from the parents, yeah. not from us. And they get to pick right? which ones, right? You know, yeah. the parents get it, they wrap yeah, so it. So imagine, imagine a large toy store set up from infant to... And no register. To, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no register. Again, no all register these registers. Again. Maybe we need to put a register somewhere. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, the, so the parents come in with our volunteers and they're walk-through. And uh, depending on the age groups, they're, they're given two major and two minor gifts. So, um, you know, they, they get... A couple of toys a piece. So if a family comes in, they have a large number of children. A lot of times, their bags are quite full, so mm-hmm. that that they have some really nice donations that uh, people are very generous. I want to say thank you to our donors for yes. this. I know the Marines do a great job of collecting it, but the Chinese want to get yeah. Well. Want to give a yeah. shout out to all the donors who pick up a nice toy for a child because. Uh, Really, it does go a long way for for a child. My, in my office is starting to fill up with toys, actually. <laughs> and you know what's really cool is people are starting to hear our 
our call for the 13 to 17 ages. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, last, uh, last week, Monday, I got bags from Macy's of, you know, like makeup, uh, kids stuff. So yeah. someone went Black Friday shopping to donate to us, yeah. which is great, you yeah, know, for teenagers. Beautiful. Yeah, so we need, you know, the little ones get a lot of toys, but mm-hmm. the 13 to 17 is usually where... Yeah, they're harder to buy for. And uh, we get less donations on that. So pe- if people want to donate, think about the teenagers. Yeah. And they can still donate right now, yes. right? Yes. Yes. So. Uh, oh, people come up <laughs> until the day of the event. People are still coming. Yes. And, and yeah, it's not, it's not just the uh, U.S. Marine Corps it's, and, and the Chinese Chamber. Mm-hmm. It's also some businesses will come over. Some, bis- some businesses choose to be anonymous and will mm-hmm. donate just boxes and boxes of toys. And they're like, no, 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 we don't, we don't, you know. And it's amazing, the mm-hmm. generosity of the community. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, before we close out, I just want to ask, because I always have to ask, and I'm so curious, um, how long you've been in the organization and what made you first get started? Oh, well, I, I've been in the Salvation Army since I was eight years old. Oh, wow. I grew up in the Salvation Army, so I'm kind of a, uh, I kind of been born and baptized in it. Um, so I became my church, first of all. Salvation Army is a Christian organization, so my wife and I, we have a church service that we do for our church family. In Minilau, and so um, I always make that name. I always butcher that name. Sorry, no, you, that, you're getting there. I think you said it right, but you know you're probably asking the wrong person. Uh, <laughs> we have a congregation that meets every Sunday, and we we put on a Christian church service, and anyone's welcome. Um, and so, uh, so I grew up in the Salvation Army as my church, and then throughout the time of my growing up in it. Uh, felt the Lord call me to this as a calling as a Salvation Army officer. Uh, we don't do this as a career because you don't get paid uh, what most executive directors get paid to do the kind of work that we do. Um, but it has to be a calling, something that God mm-hmm. calls you to do. So, um, and so my wife and I were both majors in the Salvation Army because mm-hmm. Salvation Army uh, they ordained us both. So my wife is a major in her own right as well as I am in my own right. So she's Major Kim. And not I Major Kim I because met her, right? yeah you did yeah yeah you yeah, met the better I, of I us met her too. Uh, yeah you met the I better of the two of us but yeah. that's why I always tell people if you met Major Kim then you met the best of us Aww. so uh, but yeah my wife and I've been married uh, almost twenty three years now so um, we and we have a daughter and a granddaughter in the states that we miss and mm. uh, but uh, we know we're doing the Lord's work here and Guam's been good to us so mm. uh, yeah so we've been majors now for two, almost two years. I've okay. uh, been a Salvation Army officer for seven, 17 years. So. Wow. So yep. found your purpose. Yep. I love it. Yep. And you, CJ? Um, coming up to my third year in, in the Guam Corps, um, I used, uh, well, I volunteered in 2005, mm-hmm. first time I volunteered for the Salvation Army, teaching um, clients in the Lighthouse, um, what I call then internet survival skills. Really bad acronym now, ISIS, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I got started. Uh, and, and then, um, of course, bell ringing with my kids when, mm-hmm. they were, when they were small. It's hard to get them out now, but when they were small, uh, we, would, we would take slots and, um, uh, you know, I've known Auntie Lou for a long time, Lou Hong Yi, who's one of our program directors over mm-hmm. at the Lighthouse. So it, it just became a natural choice when, when uh, they were looking for someone to do PR. I switched mm-hmm. from marketing. I used to do marketing. Mm-hmm. And I switched, and I said, you know, maybe I should learn this part of, of uh, communication. So mm-hmm. PR and development uh, 
come, going on three years now. Yeah. Wow. I just love the mission. Actually, when it, when it came to the job interview, uh, I, I think I asked Major Tom more questions than he did me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you can do PR, you can yeah. do communications. No, because I, I did, you know, I, as, as with any interview, I did my homework. I studied the history, 1865, William, Billy Booth, William Booth. I mean, he's really, he's really on it. You know, he actually, he was a rebel preacher. You know, he, he broke away from the, the Church of England and, and, and started street preaching and learned that, um, you know, you can't get to them if they're hungry. So he started feeding people. And then it's like, oh, and it, and it's, what is it, Major Tom? Soup? Soap, soup, and salvation. So is the earliest yeah. acronym of the Salvation so, Army. Really? So the social yeah. work of the Salvation Army started alongside with, with the development of the, the church. If in yeah, in, in fact, right simultaneously, right, and so Catherine Booth, their co-founders, uh, was a socialite. She she came from a moneyed family. He did not, you know, but she was able to raise funds to help the poor in the, you know during the beginning in England. So I was just fascinated with that. And in fact, one of the things I posted during Founders Day was uh, hashtag relationship goals. You know, <laughs> this couple started right. what what is now in 131 countries. Yeah. I mean, this Yeah, that started. sounds like some relationship goals. I know. I, I agree. I know. <laughs> hashtag relationship goals. You know, William right. and Catherine Booth. How can you top that? And Catherine know? Booth, our founder's wife, uh, she was... Uh, in, in her own time, of course, in England in 1865, women weren't allowed to have roles in the church. They weren't allowed to speak, um, especially bring a message to men. Um, and but she was, she was the Lord gave me a word to speak, so I'm going to speak it. And so in terms of women's uh, rights, she was really a pioneer in terms of standing up for uh, the God. The Lord gave me something to say, and it's from his word, so I'm going to speak it. And she was bold and passionate and um, ever since then, women have had a role in the Salvation leadership Army. We've women. had leadership roles. We've yeah. had women generals, which are international roles, uh, leading the Salvation Army. So we've, uh, you know, have been a pioneer in a lot of different ways that maybe mm-hmm. um, some people may not think is good, but uh, for no, no, you know, it's inspiring. I, yeah, it is. Yeah. Evangeline Evangeline Booth was the first uh, woman general. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating history. You know, and, and one of my favorite trivia is uh, Strawberry Fields Forever. Oh, yeah. The John song Lennon. Mm-hmm. that yeah. John Lennon wrote was based on the Salvation Army orphanage where he would jump the fence and play with the kids inside. And that's what he meant with Strawberry Fields Forever. And there's actually a site in England. They've preserved it now. Mm-hmm with a red gate and that's what it is wow. you know he actually I did was, not know that yeah so, so it's like and, and it's all over um, popular culture yeah. a lot of movies a lot of yeah so it's it's, it's gone from and, and just like when I tell people that you know the bell ringing the mm-hmm. sound of it heralds the uh, stressful part that we call Christmas <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it's uh, it really is uh, uh, an American tradition, mm-hmm. you know, and it yeah. started in, in, in San Francisco. I think it was 1880 or something like that. A captain, I, I, I need to read this up again, but I forget <laughs> his name. In San Francisco, it was just, mm-hmm. you know, he wanted to feed a thousand people a Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. And he just hung a red kettle, started ringing the bell at the ferry, San Francisco ferry terminal. 
and he raised enough money, and then he said, "Well, let's go do that again next Christmas." Right. And then I'll, and then it see just that? spread from all just over the world. Just one bell ringing. Yeah, it makes and, the biggest difference. Yeah. And it's been the longest running uh, fundraising event ever since yep. for Salvation Army. Yeah, this is our most uh, highly visible time, as well as our most uh, you know for in terms of fundraising. Uh, people want to give because they know Salvation Army uh, will be there to meet the need also. Mm -hmm. so. Always. And we actually, uh, throughout the year, we also get a lot of donors um, responding to our mail appeal, responding to, yeah. you know, which, which is really, really good, you know, mm -hmm. that, that they keep doing that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you both for your thank efforts you. and, um, you know, thank you to the Salvation Army. I know you guys have a very busy holiday season, but, um, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Thanks amazing for having you. Do. Thank you. Um, also, though, just for a reminder, how can people get involved? That number again. Okay, four yeah. <laughs> four seven seven nine eight one eight to sign up for bell ringing, okay. and four seven seven nine eight one seven to sign up for toys. Uh, whether you want to uh, get toys for your children or whether you want to join in the fun of what Major Tom calls Santa's workshop. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, to give out to the families that mm -hmm. come in. Yeah, so those are two-hour slots. Bell ringing's two hours, the toys is two hours. So, yeah, call okay. those. And, of course, at, Sal at Salvation Army GU on Facebook, Instagram. Those are the two best ones. Twitter sometimes, if I have time. Yeah, and also they can email kettles at salvationarmyguam.org. All right. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, thank you both. Thank you. And thank you all for watching. I'm Adriana Cotero for The Greater Good.